Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Kate Thornton and welcome to Up Close and Socially Distant, a brand new show being launched in lockdown. As around the world, more than three billion people stay home as collectively we try to find and fight our way through the coronavirus pandemic. And every week I'm going to be having video catch-ups with people who are doing whatever they can in whatever unique and special way they can to help us through lockdown. From Frontline Heroes... What we advocate is all about child choice and if a child has chosen the activity that they want to do then you're going to have a lot more opportunities to sneak in a bit of teaching, maybe some opportunities for communication. To famous faces. I had a lady just a couple of days ago and she just said we're so desperate. Um, She was actually in a hospice, she said that we're actually wearing pyjamas because we haven't got anything to wear. And the amazing men and women who are launching incredible initiatives simply to help others. The system the government have in is too slow. You have to feed someone every day. Oh, not like in a week's time I'm going to give you these vouchers. They're starving. Their parents are cleaners. They work every day. They work week by week to pay for that week. Now there's nothing coming in. So they're hungry. The kids are hungry. Before lockdown, Denise Van Atten was headlining her own show in London's West End. Then days into lockdown, she developed what she believes to have been COVID-19 symptoms. And now that she's fully recovered, she's joined an army of volunteers who are donating their time to sewing scrubs for hospital workers in the face of our PPE shortage. So she's joining me now. Hello, Kate. Lovely to speak to you. Then how did you become involved in making scrubs? Well, I was staying at home, self-isolating, after having, like you said, symptoms that I thought could be COVID-19 but I I still don't know to this day but I was feeling quite poorly being working on a show in London most of the cast in the show had come down with it in fact one of the girls bless her heart was hospitalized with it she's fine now so of course that's when 
my friends at Bespoke Interiors, they actually have been making curtains for me for my homes over the past 20 years. So they've we become friends. And they sent me, first of all, the fundraising link just to make a donation to say that they wanted to make gowns for the NHS because a family friend of Teresa, whose idea this whole campaign was, she is a nurse at South End Hospital and she knew there was a real shortage. I said, I'd like to be a volunteer. And she said, actually, we're really desperate for cutters. So we've got the material that they bought out the fundraising money. They just needed people to cut. She's got a couple of machinists. So it started off with a very small team of about just five of us. And we've built this army in Essex over the past two, three weeks. And we now have 50 volunteers working. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And this, this really is addressing an urgent need. Uh, we know that PPE is in dire shortage across the UK, especially not just in our hospitals, but pushing out into the hospices and the care homes. Um, so you've got the approved material. You're not having to sew these yourself. You've got machinists, but they. You know, so what you're doing, Den, is is cutting out uh, to patterns. Is that right? So that the machinists yes, can right. then just start to run them together. Yeah. So we've got seamstresses and we've got cutters, and then also then we were like, well, also we need to get these scrubs to the hospices, to the hospitals, because they've gone out to Chelmsford Hospital, South End, Havens Hospice, because all the hospices were covering, yeah. and some GP surgeries. So we've had partners volunteer to then do the delivery so we've got this great team going and it's actually really nice because it's a good team spirit so we all sort of send pictures to each other of us cutting and having a few gins as you do you know just, <laughs> it's been really really nice you know um but it's also they're so desperately in need even in hospitals some of the nurses are having to even wear like their pajamas and things to to go into because they haven't got any outfits to wear clothes to wear so they can just chuck them straight in the washing machine or get rid of them so they haven't got the right protective gear at all. We're hearing this on the news about the shortage, but you're telling me that you've got nurses going into work wearing pyjamas. In some places, yes. I had that with a lady just a couple of days ago and she just said, we're so desperate. Um, she was actually in a hospice. She said that we're actually wearing pyjamas because we haven't got anything to wear and old like lounge suits um, because they just need the right clothing. You know, and most remember, look how many people have been called in from retirement and they haven't got any of the protective gear. Yeah. So there is a shortage. It's nice that we've been able to play a small part, but this is only one county and this is all over the country. So it would be helpful for hopefully some other people to pick up on this and do the same thing in their area. Absolutely, because every community has people probably under lockdown with the similar skill sets. And all you need really is, is to pull that, that army of volunteers together, isn't it? How would you suggest people do that? Things they need to know about is you can't just get any old material because I've had people saying, oh, you know, I've got an old, you know, duvet cover in the wardrobe. You can't do it. You have to have the approved material from the NHS. So I can talk to them how they do that. You have to make sure as well because of cross-contamination, there's all sorts of things like when you're washing the material, you have to wash it at 70 degrees. You have to be aware that you've got to do that. Um, the drivers who are doing deliveries need to make sure they're wearing gloves and masks when they're dropping off. So there are certain guidelines. We're all working and doing it. It's all voluntary. The money is going directly to just buying the materials. And it costs just £10 to make one set of scrubs. So wow. it's not a huge ask. I know it's a difficult time for people at the moment. But even if they can just make one donation of £10... You know, you've, you're kitting out a nurse or a health worker. And you're providing life-saving equipment to the brilliant men and women who are every day risking their own lives 
to save others. Um, yeah. I can't think of a better use of your time in lockdown. How are you juggling it all though? Because you've got Betsy at home and you're homeschooling. There'll be a lot of people that will just think watching this, I wish I could do this, but I haven't got enough time. And I know your days are packed. So how can you find that time then? Right, well, I've made the time because yeah, okay, my house is a mess. I haven't done any ironing. I haven't mopped my floors for like three weeks. Um, but, you know, I do the homeschool thing in the day. And to be honest, in the evening, when, once Betsy is in bed, I quite enjoy just, it's, it's kind of quite therapeutic. You just sit there, you cut, I watch a bit of telly, have a little glass of wine. Um, it's actually quite nice, really. And you do feel a sense of satisfaction when, you know, I get pictures sent through of the nurses. I've had three already over the past couple of days of the nurses wearing the scrubs that we've made and just saying thank you. For me at the moment, it's not about pointing fingers at people. It's about just all coming together and just all trying to make a difference and do something that we can do to help. And if you are at home and you've got a spare couple of hours in the evening, it's not going to stop you watching your favourite TV programmes and it's not going to stop you having a chat with your other half or family members if you're just sitting there and putting your hands to good use. Exactly. But if they do want to set up their own initiative, they can drop you a DM on social media and you'll make sure that they get all the support and advice that, that you can offer. Absolutely. Between myself, Teresa and Zoe, who set this whole campaign up, one of us will answer your questions and we'll help you. Then thank you so much for joining us and, and you keep up that good work. Thank you. Dr. Ruth Glynn Owen is the CEO and founder of the Blue Sky Autism Project, a charity which offers pivotal response therapy for children with autism in London and in Scotland. And they are continuing to support children throughout lockdown. So Ruth, thank you so much for joining me. Hi Kate, nice to meet you. Tell me more about what it is that you do at the Blue Sky Autism Project and what it offers the children that you support. We work with children from um, as young as nine months up to around 10 years old um, who either have a diagnosis of autism or who are having some challenges with communication and speech and social development. Um, we work using pivotal response therapy, which is kind of largely unknown therapy um, in the UK, but very, very well researched in the US and, and used in other countries. It is a very naturalistic intervention, very naturalistic therapy model that really focuses on parent input. Um, we train and coach parents to learn how to play in a purposeful way with their children um, and really look at trying to develop speech and social interaction and play skills um, and try and empower the parents really to understand their, their child's specific needs and their strengths as well. A lot of the children we work with have a lot of strengths. Um, they just find some things a little bit more challenging than, than other children. Um, but it's very play-based. So a lot of what we do is face-to-face, -face, having fun, interacting with the children, um, as crazy as we can be, really, um, and, and getting the parents to be confident enough to be um, that crazy. Face-to-face <laughs> um, -face can be tricky. And um, since we've gone online, it's uh, even more interesting, yeah. <laughs> now, I know about your work because I was contacted by a parent of a child that you support. And she said very simply that you had taught her son to speak. And for a parent uh, to unlock that ability to communicate with their child, to enable them to, to find a way to communicate and speak, that is so powerful. How on earth do you begin the process of doing that? I always say to people it's not rocket science at all, but there's a lot of science behind it. Um, it's really just looking at what the child enjoys, what they enjoy playing with, what they enjoy engaging with, and really trying to embed the adult into that play. Um, so we look at opportunities for the child to use their voice, just the sound initially, to try and, and indicate to their parent or their carer 
um, that they want something to happen. So it might be a tickle game or we might be blowing balloons or bubbles and we, we add the word into the activity very simply just using the keyword bubbles, balloon, tickle, whatever game we're playing. And then we look at opportunities to kind of interrupt that play a little bit. So the parent or the adult or the carer would hold back, model the word, wait for the child to make a sound. And any sound, we don't mind if it's the word or just any sound at the beginning when children just really need to learn cause and effect of their voice. Um, and then it just spirals from there. It's incredible. Nearly every child we've worked with in the last 10 years has learned to speak. Maybe not right. everybody gets to conversation level, but very, very powerful to be able to tell people what you want to do and what you don't want to do um, in, a, in a really effective way. Um, and it really stops, I mean, all toddlers tantrum, but it really helps with the kind of tantrums and the frustration that a lot of children experience when they can't speak and they can't communicate. Um, and for parents who, you know, they're generally the ones that get their child's first word. It's so empowering for them and it's so powerful for us to see um, and it's so powerful for the children. Now, normally parents would bring their children to work with you at one of your centres, both in London and Scotland, um, and they would learn by watching you do this. Now that's all changed. Lockdown has changed all of that. Now you have to teach them to teach their children. How on earth has that been going and how are you doing it? It's, it's very simple. I mean, we've spent quite a lot of video calls out in the garden with people on the swing, on the slide. Um, we might be doing dressing up. We might be, um, you know, giving parents ideas and kind of physical play. So there's not really any kind of toys needed or involved. Um, I mean, there's certainly been challenges, um, you know, with internet bandwidth, with small children mm. that can turn the video button off very quickly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of kind of, you know, the technological side of things can be a challenge. Um, and for parents, you know, they're having to trust us a lot on, you know, having us watch some tantrums, maybe not them, but their child, um, and just help them work through that. But really, because what we do is so naturalistic anyway, that people aren't needing to buy lots of equipment, take lots of toys from our centre to their house. Um, you know, you can have fun with a bed sheet, swinging your child on a bed sheet, playing peekaboo behind the chair posting things into a cardboard box and spinning them around in a washing basket, really anything, anything goes. Um, it's whatever the child enjoys. I suppose it's helping the parents as well to understand what those activities can help to unlock in, in children with autism. Something you said very early on in this call is that you know and understand that children with autism excel in certain areas and struggle in others. Yeah, um, and we actually find that we've assessed quite a lot of children online as well. We've started with um, families, brand new families, whilst we've been online in lockdown. Um, so we've actually observed the child initially, you know, in their home on the video call. And there's been quite a few of our younger children that we've assessed that actually can, they can count. And, you know, we're maybe talking to the parent and they're in the background counting out their little figures that they're lining up. And that's maybe something we wouldn't pick up on had we been face to face. It's It's kind of giving us a bigger picture sometimes of like, the, the child in the family situation um, and being able to see their strengths in a different light as well. Could you give me an understanding of what lockdown will have done to a child with autism? Well, I think a lot of the children that we work with, they enjoy going outside. They maybe have specific routines. You know, they enjoy going to the nursery. They enjoy going to the shops. They enjoy going out to the park. 
So I think it's limited um, maybe some of the routines that they'd be quite used to. Um, and that's been frustrating and quite upsetting, especially for very young children, because they don't understand why this is happening. And they're missing out on the social interaction with their peers, whether it be through our groups or at the nurseries and schools. Um, so I think it's been quite confusing for a lot of children, um, not really understanding what what's happening, why they can't do the things they usually do, why they can't maybe see their friends. And um, for parents watching this that don't have access to your facilities, that are at home, they're struggling with working from home, homeschooling a child with learning difficulties, how can you empower them to get the best out of not only their children, but the best out of themselves as well as parents? I think it's just not being too stressed about trying to stick to specific routines. And, and, you know, I think it's trying to keep the child happy. That's one of the best things. And if a happy child, happy parent, um, I think it's about having fun. That's what we always tell our parents and our, our the carers that work with the children that we, we support. It's about enjoying the child. It's about looking at what they're interested in and trying to get into their play and get into the things that motivate them and having fun together. And if you can create opportunities to learn within that type of activity, in that type of situation then everybody's going to win because there's actually been quite a lot of positive stories from the families that we work with in terms of you know their child's become toilet trained because they've had time to um commit to that over the last few weeks um they've been spending more time with their child though they're home working they're feeling more empowered they're feeling more in charge of the child's kind of therapy program and, and activities so I mean there might be some families that don't actually need to come back to our centres they could probably work for us when they're finished with the lockdown. That's wonderful to hear so, so let the child initiate to some degree the play that you do um, and, and actually in some ways just let them lead um, because they'll take you to where they're most comfortable. Yeah, and it is what we advocate is all about child choice. And if a child has chosen the activity that they want to do, then you're going to have a lot more opportunities to sneak in a bit of teaching, maybe some opportunities for communication. But deep down, everyone just wants to be having fun with their child. So um, if we can support with that and any parents at home that are concerned about how their child is maybe progressing um, over this period when there's no school and no nursery, um, just get down to their level, have a look at what they're enjoying doing and try and create opportunities to, to play with them um, on with those activities. Right now, it is a really difficult time for all charities and, and you are a charity and trying to stay afloat has never been more challenging, especially with so much emphasis on NHS supported charities. How are you managing to keep going and what advice would you have for other small operations like yourself um, across the country that are, are really, really finding it tough right now to keep up their good work? Yeah, we've been really lucky. We've got two really great landlords, um, one in London and one in Scotland, who've actually waived our rent for the period of lockdown. So that was phenomenal. <laughs> um, and, you know, people have been doing lovely little kind of activities and fundraisers for us um, within the kind of limitations that lockdown is presenting. Um, we had a family do a, a sponsored walk for us, a socially distanced sponsored walk. They had a banner that was two metres in length so they could stand at one end. <laughs> um, so we've been very lucky with people being generous and being creative. And, and kind of thinking outside the box a little bit and ways to support us. Um, I think advice for other charities is just be creative and try and kind of think outside the box. Um, 
you know, divert from comfort zones and, and go for it um, because that's what we've done and it's worked out really well for everybody that's involved. Um, and, you know, don't be afraid to ask. Ask for help. Ask for help from people that support you. Get yourself out there online. Get yourself on social media. Not everybody's able to do fundraising right now, but practical help, like, you know, things like laminating pouches and stamps and <laughs> batteries and, and yeah. paper and all sorts of things. Make yourself an Amazon wish list. All that kind of stuff can really help in terms of the practicalities of trying to keep afloat. I know from the parents that reached out to me and asked me to talk to you on this show uh, that your work is making a world of difference to these young children. So thank you so much. It's been really lovely to hear more about what you do, how you do it, and um, continued success with all that you do. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Barry Knight has dedicated his time in lockdown to providing food parcels to almost 1,500 families a week in and around where he lives in the Walth Road area of South East London. It's a community that's densely populated and many of its residents are living in social housing on low incomes and due to lockdown, many of them have been left unable to feed themselves. So Barry has stepped in to help. He's been raising money by hosting the Big Night Inn with DJ Danny Waters every other Saturday night on YouTube where they play great tunes and interview stars like Ronan Keating and Lena Headey in exchange for donations, which then are turned into food parcels for those who need the most. He's joining me now. Hello, Barry. Thank you so much for dialing in. Talk me through the, how the Big Night Out, as it once was, became the Big Night In and, and how it's helping. I've always done the Big Night Out once a year. And the reason why I've done the Big Night In is because basically we're all sitting in and I don't know technology, but it kind of come to me. Let me try this. So I tried it uh, at my mate's studio, Studio 8. I thought, let's get a couple hundred people along. We'll have a laugh with some friends. Three and a half thousand people tuned in. Wow. Then there's a caretaker in a school across the way, away from where I live. So I kind of walked past. I said, you're all right. We're chatting away. Yeah, I'm feeding the kids. You know, key workers, kids. Oh, great. You know, and I said, but I've got to feed some of the other kids around the back because they're turning up and they're starving. And I was like, what? So he's been feeding other kids from out of the school hours 
because I got them added right. Let me see what I can do. So my next show, I dedicated just raising a thousand pounds. Went to Morrison's. I said, let me raise a thousand pounds. If I can raise it, can I get some food for the kids and give them the bag to take home? Um, Five thousand pound on, six thousand pound, seven thousand pound. Morrison's. Every time I spend a thousand pound, they give me two and a half thousand pounds of food on top. So it's gone Whoa. from. Yeah, so we've done now 3,000 people, families. 3,000? 3,000 families and growing. I know when you started this, it was about trying to feed kids that would normally be getting free school dinners or breakfast at school because they were from low-income families. But actually, the the people that you're feeding now, it goes much wider than that, doesn't it? Wider. The system the government have in is too slow. You have to feed someone every day. Oh, not like in a week's time, I'm going to give you these vouchers. They, they, they're starving. Their parents are cleaners. They work every day. They work week by week to pay for that week. And now there's nothing coming in. So they're hungry. The kids are hungry. What's really gone up are these sheltered houses where the women have to leave with their kids because there's trouble at home, because husband's home all day in there drinking. So, so basically, it's opened up this bag of worms. So it, it, we're catering now for uh, food banks, homes, old people's homes. Uh, I mean, you name it, where there's no food, we are trying to help. 1,500 families a week are being fed by these efforts. And there's a lot of people who are rolling up their sleeves to help. They're giving their time, their energy um, to to make sure that this this food gets out. Uh, Without this, where would those families be? With nothing. With nothing. There's no nothing. I'm going to say nothing. There's family, there's a guy turning up, he's shaking, he's got his wife and kids, and he's he's on his, he's literally on his knees saying, thank you, I have nothing, I have no work, I have no food, I can't get through the people, there's no support. And this is not everyone, but there's a lot of people who don't do internet. There's a lot of people who've never been in this position, so they don't know where to look. The people that really need it are those that are arguably the ones shoring up our country, the low paid, the frontline workers, the key workers. My mother. My mother was one of them. I lived on free dinners. In the six holidays, I lived on dinners what my mate's mothers used to give us, sandwiches and food. We survived by all look, as a unit looking after each other. This day and age, society's changed. There's a lot of individual people as well who are struggling. You know, so, you know, I'm, I'm blessed, you're blessed, you say. But next door to us, they won't say nothing. We're too proud. Until you put a bag of food in the bin because we know what's going on. Like, oh, thank you. They won't ask. <laughs> I said, you know, we need to start looking beside us and saying, you're all right, mate. And then once you say that, they'll talk to you and say, yeah, it's a bit tough at the moment. Oh, I know what I can do. Sadly, I don't think the need for this is going to go away, even when restrictions start to be lifted. Um, the no. impact on people's pockets, their bank balances. Yeah. Um, I, I think there is a very long tail to that. Are you in this for the long haul? The money I've got at the moment, if I do come out of it, I, fe- I think school dinners and these back assistants are going to be done. All the money I have left is all going to be organised to go to Morrison. The Morrison to give a pallet of food to each food bank. So every month, they'll always get a pallet of food so the money runs out. So whatever I get, if we go on another year, it's fine. But if there's another lump of money left, I can still go, right, feed the food banks. So... It all goes to good use. Uh, you've always done these. They're big fundraisers. You do them in big venues. You have big stars turn up. What can we expect from the big night in now that it's coming live from your living room? Well, the big night in, I will say you, you must expect Danny Walters, the DJ. He played all soul, funk 
and a little bit of jam and all that, all the classic songs in amongst what I'm saying. And then we've got celebrity guests who come on and have a chat. We've got live music, you know, from Skype. We can get people to tune in, up-and-coming artists. But it's all about, we've got this nurse who's our nurse tennis on the front line, plus she's singing as well. So it's all about being in your living room like the old days. And the kids are enjoying it. That's what it's all about, you know, just, just enjoying yourself. And then you dial up some really big celebrity names that have been lending their support. So Ronan Keating's been on, Ray Winston, Lena Headey. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Keith Duffy, uh, Brian McFadden, Peter Gable. He, he, you know, oh, yeah. We had uh, Carl McLaughlin from America. And I've got a couple of other surprises. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got a few of the big A-lists coming in. So now I'm working on it. And when is the next show? Well, the next show is this Bank Holiday weekend uh, on a Saturday at six o'clock on YouTube, the Big Night Inn with a K, Night with a K, Big Night Inn with a K. And uh, please tune in, you know, enjoy, enjoy, you know, please. You wanted to raise a thousand pounds. You're at seven thousand so far. Yeah. Um, let, let's just keep that money coming in. Just you keep, keep entertaining people. You keep feeding people. We'll keep watching and hopefully Thank those you. donations will roll in. Barry, Thank you're a you. good man. The world needs people like you right now. Well, there's a few of us out there. Thanks to you. Thanks to all my guests this week. And if you know of any brilliant men and women out there doing more than most to get us through this pandemic and think that we should be featuring them, then get in touch and let us know. You can contact us on Twitter at Yahoo UK using the hashtag UpClose and Socially Distant. And don't forget to please like us here, subscribe to the show and hit that notification bell so that every time a new episode drops, you don't miss a minute. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. And until then, stay safe. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.